Andrew bringing you another Keyforge deck reveal and review. Before I get into this one, uh, I picked this deck up in a little sealed event at uh, Crazy Squirrel Games in Fresno yesterday. And I did that after going to the Prime Championship and I went to why would you want to be playing a sealed event after a Prime Championship? And the reason is I didn't make the cut. I went 1-4. And just didn't make the cut. But uh, my friend Ryan, who uh, gave me the ride out there, did make it in. So he uh, he got to top four. And while he was busy uh, kicking butt in the top eight game and, and then uh, coming to a close end in, in his top four game, um, I, I jumped in with a bunch of other people to do a sealed game. And yeah, so a little more about the prime, I guess, before I get into the deck. Uh, I took a, a deck I traded for from my nephew um, that I was pretty excited about, and it just didn't work out. I don't think it's that the deck is bad. Um, I think some of it was matchups, and uh, yeah, but, but it just didn't work out. And they were all, all, um, all four of the games that I lost were close games, but sometimes that happens. I even came pretty close in the end to beating uh, Josh who ended up winning the event. He was he ended up 3-2 coming off of beating me in the fifth round uh, and made it, just barely made the top cut but proceeded to go on and win the whole thing. So congrats to Josh. Uh, thanks to Pedram uh, for running the thing. And uh, and then met, met other cool people there too. I'm not, not going to name everybody but just a lot of great people. There was another uh, Another Andrew V. That was pretty cool. Um, we got paired up in the in the first round and had a fun game. And anyway, he's great. So uh, so we're all getting ready to do this sealed event for the you know those of us who didn't make the cut. And Justin, one of the local guys, just pops in and says, "Hey, I'm I'm paying for everybody for this." So thanks, Justin. Um, yeah, just great people there. Had a really nice time and. Um, it's a bit of a drive for me from San Jose, but uh, for a Prime Championships, I would definitely do it again. For a Store Champ, uh, it's maybe pushing it a little bit, but we'll see. They're really nice people, and, and the store was great, too. So anyway, thanks, everybody, there. Uh, okay, I even got a cool water bottle. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, Dimitri Q. Progu III. It's Deese, Untamed, and Starlance. And uh, I went 2-1 with this in Sealed. Won my first matchup. Lost my second one, uh, and then uh, and then managed to win the third one. Uh, okay, so let's see. We'll start off with our D suite here. We have Dendrix. It's a five power demon that says your opponent discards a random card from their hand. Uh, that can be okay. Then we have Edoram. It's a four power demon with Reap. Destroy a creature of the house with the most creatures in play. Uh, the trick with Edoram is to try to arrange things so that when it reaps, you're killing an opponent's creature, right? That's uh, typically what you want to be doing. Otherwise, it's often better to just fight with it. Uh, but if you, especially if you share some houses, you can often get into a situation where he, where he can hit an opponent's creature. We have an Exhume, uh, bonus Amber, and when you play it, you choose a creature in your discard pile, and you can play that creature as if it belonged to the active house and was in your hand. That's great. Festering Touch. It, oh, and by the way, 
we'll cover as we go through, we'll cover, oh, here, here's a good zoom target. Um, we have a few, one obvious one, but a few others as well. Festering Touch is an action with a bonus amber. You choose up to two creatures, deal one damage to each of them. <clears throat> and if it was already damaged, you do three instead. It's good for plinking wards, good for taking out little one power creatures. Uh, and of course, if something already has some damage, it's good for finishing it off. Imp Spectre is a two power imp with destroyed purge a random card from your opponent's hand. That's great. I also have Infernus. It's a four power demon. When you play it, you purge up to two cards from a discard pile, and your opponent loses two. Your opponent loses amber equal to the total amber bonus of the purged cards, and um, it's obviously is, is really nice with Exhum. If you can, uh, you know, do this once, purge two of your opponent's cards, make them lose two amber, fight it into something, and then later on bring it back with Exhum. That's really great. Do it again. Um, yeah, that tends to be a pretty good way to manage things. Uh, the game I lost, I wasn't able to do that. Infernus came out very late, and so I was exhuming other things. Um, oh no, I got a couple of Infernus hits, but if I remember right, they um, they were suboptimal. Like they were when he didn't have a lot of amber, and uh, and then he he ended up using Favor of Rex on my Infernus to hit me, which uh, made me sad. All right. Oh, one thing to remember with Infernus is that you can always, uh, if your opponent doesn't have any Amber Pips in their discard pile, but you do, you can choose to purge from your discard pile as well. Um, you can't do like one and one, but you can do two from your discard pile, and then your opponent is still the one who loses the Amber. Not Finished With You is an action with a bonus Amber. When you play it, you shuffle any number of creatures from your discard pile into your deck. That can bring back the Infernus a third time in the same playthrough. Gleeful Mayhem is an action with a bonus amber, and for each house you deal 5 damage to a creature of that house. <clears throat> really nice way to get rid of Infernus or Inspector on the same turn that you play it, as well as do damage to your opponent. Uh, get a lot of their creatures off the board. Library of the Damned is an artifact that exhausts to archive a card. Soul Fiddle is an artifact that exhausts to enrage a creature. Um, I actually got good value out of this. Um, with, you know, without any small creatures on the board, being able to make a Kirby enraged, for example, meant that they wouldn't be able to get its effect, right? They'd have to fight it into something, it would die, and it, they wouldn't get the effect, and they couldn't reap with it. Spider is a two-power demon with Skirmish. It gains poison while it's attacking an enemy flank creature. That can be quite nice. And uh, Three Fates is an action with the bonus amber. When you play it, you destroy the three most powerful creatures on the board. Um, yeah, got good mileage out of that. It's a good card. Never sad to see this. Alright, into Star Alliance. Armed Master Melina is a 4-power human with Hazardous 3, and she also gives her neighbors Hazardous 3. Cloaking Dongle is an upgrade with a bonus amber, and it gives this creature and each of its neighbors elusive. Very nice. First Officer Frayne is a 4-power human with Play Fight Reap. A friendly creature captures one. That's good amber control. Light of the Archons is an upgrade with a bonus amber that gives the creature plus one power and plus one armor for each upgrade attached to it. We have two of those. Now, obviously, if you have, like, Light of the Archons and Cloaking Dongle, you're at two power, two armor, right? But if you have both Light of the Archons and the Cloaking Dongle, you're now at six power and six armor because each of these gives you plus one for each upgrade, and they each count 
themselves and the other one. So, so you'd be at at this point six plus six power and plus six armor, which is, you know, that's pretty okay. Um, so these are nice for making big creatures, protecting stuff, um, and some other stuff we'll cover in a second. Medic Ingram is a three power human with play fight reap. You may heal three damage from a creature and ward it. That's very nice. Stealth mode is an action with a bonus amber. Uh, by the way, I heard uh, Kale, one of the other players yesterday, <laughs> when I was using Ingramite, played or warded herself, which I usually do, and he said, ah, yes, it's just like airplane safety regulations. When you, uh, if you need the, if you need the, the oxygen mask, you always put your own on before helping the person next to you. thought that was pretty funny. Uh, all right. Stealth mode is an action with a bonus amber. When you play it, your opponent cannot play action cards during their next turn. That is fantastic. Information Officer Gray is a four-power human with Play Fight Reap. You may reveal a non-Star Alliance card from your hand if you do archive it. That gives you some deck acceleration. Very nice. Quintrino Flux is an action. When you play it, you choose a friendly creature and an enemy creature. You destroy the ones you picked and each creature with the same power as either of them. Uh, this is a really nice way to get kind of a lopsided board wipe if you pick the ideal case is you pick a creature on your side that you don't have any other creatures of that power, but your opponent has some. And then a creature on your opponent's side that you don't have any of that power. And uh, you're, you know, killing a lot of their creatures and maybe only one of yours. Uh, or sometimes you can't get quite only one, but, but you work it out to be advantageous for you. Very nice. Tactical Officer Moon doesn't have a lot of utility in this deck, um, but she's nice to mess with things uh, with, like, taunt battle lines and things like that. Four power human with assault two, and after you play her, you may rearrange the creatures in a player's battle line. Very nice, uh, if you need it, but mm, this deck doesn't care that much about it. And then we have Transporter Platform. This is an artifact with a bonus amber, and it its action is return a friendly creature and each upgrade attached to it to your hand. So if you imagine, you know, having Information Officer Gray with Cloaking Dongle and two Light of the Archons on it. You use his ability, you reap, maybe, do the thing. Use Transporter Platform to return him to your hand. Now you play him again, get that ability popping again. So now you archive two cards, and then you attach three upgrades, gaining three Amber. Uh, so, you know, and you can do that every turn if he stays out. So that's a pretty good deal if you can get that set up. That's order dependent, but it is a nice bonus if it happens. And then we have one more upgrade, but it doesn't have a bonus amber, and that's Encounter Suit. That says after an action is played, but before it resolves, ward this creature. That timing is important if you're playing, like for example, if your opponent plays Unsuspecting Prey, the creature that Encounter Suit is attached to gets warded, and then they apply damage. So if they apply damage to the creature, then it, 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 the ward is gone. But, uh, but they, they won't have been able to kill it. Okay. And lastly, we're into untamed territory. Oh, by the way, these Starlance creatures are all pretty good to exhume. Most of them. I'm not Moon so much. Um, Gray's probably my least likely one. But Ingram and Frayne, for sure, are cards that I would be prone to exhume. Or not finished with you as well. Uh, Deepwood Druid. I usually don't love this, but yesterday I had a game where I got this next to my Dendrix, and it actually worked out nicely because I was able to fight with the Dendrix, then heal it with the Deepwood Druid, and sometimes you get, you know, things that work out like that. 
Uh, it's a three power elf witch with deploy, so it can enter play anywhere in your battle line. And when it's played or after it reaps, you fully heal a neighboring creature. And we have two of those, so good heal effects. Again, not necessarily game winning effects. Imprinted Mermook is a three power beast with elusive, and it makes your keys cost one less. Muslik Mermook is a four power beast, and it makes both players' keys cost plus one. And when you, after you play it, you deal four damage to a creature. So pretty nice for key cost control. The Fittest is an action with a bonus amber, and it gives each friendly creature a plus one power counter. And it doesn't have alpha or anything, so you can play out creatures before you play this and still give them the plus ones, which is, yeah, really nice. We have two copies of Unnatural Selection. That's an action with the bonus amber that says choose three friendly creatures and three enemy creatures. Destroy each other creature. So, uh, yeah, nice way to, to wipe the board if you're behind. I had a game where I was pretty far ahead on board state, and I just ended up discarding these. Um, so sometimes that happens, but usually if it's like, even if it's like I have four creatures, I'm able to find a way that I'm happy playing this. Mab the Mad is a two-power fairy with a bonus amber, and after it reaps, you shuffle it into your deck. Mimicry. Very nice. When you play this card, treat it as a copy of an action card in your opponent's discard pile. Super nice. It's a little weird with Infernus because sometimes with Infernus you're tending to purge their good action cards and then uh, and then you can't mimicry them. So a little, almost a little bit of counter synergy there. They they want different things. Panpakajaga is a three power beast with skirmish creatures to the left of it in the battle line games gain skirmish. That's really nice with that uh, with that Dendrix, um, really just with the Dendrix, but also like the Starlands creatures that have fight effects, um, and we have a few decent sized creatures that this helps. So, uh, and this isn't a this would be an okay exhumed target. So would Imprinted Mermook or Mustak Mermook, depending on where you're at in the game. Perilous Wild is an action with a bonus amber that destroys each elusive creature. And then lastly, we have Vineapple Tree, which is an artifact with a bonus amber. Um, you can exhaust it to put a growth counter on it, and then it makes keys cost plus one for each growth counter that's on it. But then after a key is forged, all the growth counters are removed. So this is a weird... Uh, the game I lost, I was trying to hold my opponent off, and I was able to hold them off for a turn by using Vineapple Tree to boost their cost to 7. Uh, and the, But then I went on check for 7. And uh, they just didn't hold me off and went to 7, uh, to, to 8. Um, and so on my, on my next turn, um, you know, I forged for 7. And then I could have boosted this to, to make their cost 7, but I had no way to... to bring it up higher than that. Uh, oh, I think they only had seven. Anyway, I had no way to boost up to eight. Um, if I had been able to go through my deck a little deeper, maybe I would have hit Infernus and had a chance, but um, yeah, that's that's why I'm not a huge fan of Vineapple Tree. It's sort of, um, I feel like if, if it's working, you're in a bad, if it's, if it's good to have, it's because you're in a bad spot anyway, and, um, and it's probably not going to get you the win out of that bad spot. You know, um, could there be situations that are exceptions to that? Yes, but I think by and large it's not a card that I associate with winning a lot. So anyway, uh, but this was a fun deck. Um, 
had a good time. Like the Exhum with the Star Alliance, those are good targets if you can't get the uh, if you can't get around to the Infernus. Um, sure, hope you enjoyed this video and or audio if that's how you're encountering it, and uh, that you'll get out there and forge some keys.